Hi there, I'm Oshin Lunny, welcoming you to the Siemens Advanta podcast, where we invite you to unlock the full potential of IoT. Every episode, we chat with some world-leading experts who can help make the vision of an optimistic IoT-powered future a reality. And today, we're going to talk about trust. Now, ensuring cybersecurity, data protection, reliability, and resilience are key to creating digital trust. And this becomes especially relevant for areas of critical infrastructure that are under constant threat of malicious attacks. Areas like the electric grid, water supplies, hospitals or trains. But the majority of organisations that provide essential services have only taken incremental steps in addressing those risks and have not reached yet a high degree of cyber effectiveness. Now, joining me to discuss where we are, where we need to be and what we need to do to get there are two leading experts in the field of digital trust. Welcome to the podcast, Natalia Oropesa, the Chief Security Officer and Chief Diversity Officer at Siemens. Hi, Oshin. I am very happy to be here with you. Thanks, Natalia. Thank you so much for joining us. And we also have Dr. Christoph Palo, who is the head of Project Digital Trust at Bosch. Welcome, Christoph. Hi, I'm glad that I'm allowed being here today. Fantastic. Great to have you both here. And um, on the Siemens Advanta podcast, we like to start with a personal question. And uh, my personal question for both of you today is, what's the most valuable example of trust or AI in action from your own personal experience? And we'll start with yourself, Christoph. Well, uh, Oshin, my uh, most valuable experience here was actually a breach of trust. Oh, wow. Perhaps you remember <clears throat> at the time um, Snowden and interceptions of uh, mobile devices. I had then the opportunity to uh, build uh, with a team of Deutsche Telekom engineers a secure device. We took off-the-shelf consumer device and tried with software means and a hypervisor and a sort of a microkernel on top of that to isolate the processing of data and voice from the hardware and the radio operating system on that and make secure communication possible. Wow. It was a tremendous effort and I worked with a brilliant team of engineers and uh, some startups. It was so exciting because you felt that you were working on something which really makes a difference. It was a brilliant opportunity to learn about threats, about how to cope with that and building reliable products. Ah, oh, that's amazing. What a story. Wow, fantastic. And also a lesson in what consumers prioritize in terms of security. Right. And, uh, you know, they do say that convenience is the killer app. So it's up to folks on the tech side of things just to make trust very, very easy. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about. Exactly. You have to achieve both, right? Trust and user friendliness. Yeah, UX is absolutely key. That's a very good point. Thank you. And uh, we're going to ask the same question to yourself, Natalia. So what's the most valuable example of trust or AI from your own personal experience or career? I love the way that uh, artificial intelligence is helping us in our managed detection and response services that we use to protect Siemens so that we can recognize indicators of compromise, yes. which means for us signs of potential hacker attack. So the technology works very, very good. As you can imagine, the hackers are always using different ways to attack us. This is what we call TTP. So these are techniques, tactics, and processes. Those are always changing. And therefore, it's very, very important that we use uh, powerful tools in order to recognize different patterns of events that could be an intrusion sign, everything that looks suspicious and that looks like an anomaly 
And that we do in the IT environment, in the infrastructure, but also in the factories. It is very interesting how we combine mm. the technology with our domain know-how. As you know, uh, Siemens has had a lot of expertise in the industrial environments. Mm. So you have to have both. Otherwise, you will not be able to identify what is an anomaly if you don't know what's the normal behavior to happen. So this is the best example I have for AI. It gives me the chance to sleep better at night. <laughs> I like that. Oh, fantastic. I like the idea of AI working 24-7, learning and growing and keeping us more safe and making it easier to sleep at night. That's lovely. Thank you so much. Now, a phrase I have come up with again and again in talking with your colleagues at Siemens is the importance of moving from ecosystems to ecosystems. And I agree totally. We live in a world of interconnected ecosystems, particularly in the digital realm. And this really seems to be a defining opportunity now for business leaders like your good selves to cooperate and build something greater than the sum of your parts. What do you think is the ecosystem opportunity in terms of trust and security? We all live in an ecosystem now, so we depend on everyone and we depend certainly on our suppliers and our customers depend on us as suppliers. So Bosch and Siemens, we play a role of both suppliers and users. Mm. So definitely the recent attacks confirm how important it is to make sure that our supply chain is secure. Mm. And in order for us to achieve that security and to increase that trust in the supply chain, of course, we need to work together. It's about an ecosystem. We cannot expect everyone to just follow standards and deploy them and get certifications done because in this way we will not achieve more security, we have to work together and identify, number one, what is the risk that we have? Mm. Number two, what is the risk that we could keep? Because it's not always about reducing the risk to zero. That's impossible. Mm -hmm. But we have to understand what is the risk that we need to minimize, to reduce, and how. In many cases, it's about technology, yes, but in also many cases, it's about discipline. Mm. And, uh, and that's something very interesting because if you analyze the attack vectors of the big attacks that you can read in the press, like, I don't know, the colonial pipelines in the States, you will discover that a lot of them could have been avoided with very few controls. Mm. So it's a matter of risk management, number one, it's a matter of cooperation and co-creation. Uh, and the reason I mentioned co-creation is because in many cases, the solutions that we need doesn't exist yet. And you cannot afford to wait until someone develops them, but you have to develop that with your partners together. And that's something that we very often do in Siemens. So we have the partners with us in the deployment of the different projects that we are setting like Zero Trust at the moment, for instance. Mm. And they are accompanying us and we are co-creating together the solutions that we need to deploy in Siemens because Siemens is a big company. It's a very diverse company from the technology perspective, from the human perspective as well. So you don't have any solution uh, ready to be used or to be deployed. Yeah, the supply chain security is key. We have seen the effects in the solar winds attack this last year. And uh, we need to cooperate and co-create together in order to be more secure and to enable the trust that we need to have in the digital world. Okay, thank you, Natalia. This is definitely an issue that our C-suite listeners 
need to be on the right side of, you know, the, the consequences for not getting involved in ecosystem trust initiatives uh, can be fatal. And, uh, you know, speaking of which, Christoph, talk to us a bit about the kind of work that's needed to operationalise digital trust on an ecosystem level. What kind of initiatives are you involved in over at Bosch there? So let me start with why digital trust and trust is so incredibly important for Bosch. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bosch as a company is, is driven by its values and trust is one of the core values. Robert Bosch himself said he rather were to lose money than trust. And so our paradigm invented for life expresses our aspiration level that we want to utilize technology for creating products that make life better and easier and and trust is an inherent uh, component of that and so consequently digital trust in 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 our esteem is the in a way the corresponding digital counterpart of Bosch's core quality and value proposition of the non-digital world mm. and digital trust is so the confidence placed in in us from our customers to collect, store, and use the digital information of others, that is, of our customers and partners, in a manner that benefits and protects their digital sovereignty of those to whom the information belongs. And this is why we feel that uh, the relationship of an entity or organization to the data owner should be something like digital data stewardship. Mm. And to that, security and cybersecurity and robustness and resilience of systems is an integral part of that. It has to be a part of that. But we have to tell it to our customers as well. This is one of the learnings. It doesn't pay off if you just try to solve things on a technical level, to tell it to your customer, and so that your customer can decide what's really important for him. And so in the Digital Trust Forum, we came up with an idea of a trust label, like the energy efficiency label for trust. So that you can see some trust dimensions like human agency, transparency, fairness, and how a specific product can be valued against those core values. And Mm. with our partners in Digital Trust Forum, and Siemens is an incredible, important partner here, we want to establish a standard how we can tell customers how intelligent and AI products, AIoT products behave in terms of trustworthiness to make it absolutely transparent. And I think this is the future, working on trust working on resilience, on fairness and security of AI systems, but communicating it in a very transparent way to our partners and customers. Mm. Yeah, well said. It does seem very much like an opportunity if everyone gets on board. What I also wanted to comment is Charter of Trust and Digital Trust, we are both working together and we use the labels we use the framework that, that we have developed in digital trust in order to enable the trust in the customers. And we use Charter of Trust as a global ecosystem to support the part of cyber security in the digital trust, because one of the topics that you need to enable trust is security. So that part of cyber security is being done with Charter of Trust. And one of the big benefits of doing this like this is by inserting Charter of Trust into the digital trust, we have gained a 
global perspective because Charter of Trust includes global partners. So we have partners in Europe, we have partners in the US, and we have partners in Asia. So that gives us a global perspective because cybersecurity, of course, is a global topic. Thank you. Very, very interesting. My goodness. Um, and coming back now to the area of critical infrastructure. Now, Christoph, do you think that security and trust can benefit from the increased deployment of IoT and indeed AI and IoT or AIoT, as it's known, in critical infrastructure? Talk to us about this overlap of IoT and AI and, and what does it mean for the, uh, for the area of critical infrastructure? I like this question very much because it will expedite the process that we make AI more trustworthy and more robust and more resilient. Mm. Because those are uh, prerequisites that we may then install and use them for operating critical infrastructure. But critical infrastructure is so complex that it needs AI. Mm. <laughs> and so the demand helps us and forces us to work on a safe, secure, and trustworthy and resilient AI so that we can use it here. And uh, dealing with the security challenges of AI really is an interesting challenge because, as I said earlier, AI is a different animal. Yeah? So in complete input validation would have been possible in traditional IT systems, more or less people not always use this opportunity to the extent uh, we could hope, but it was possible. Mm. In AI, it's not even possible. Wow. And in data-driven systems, there are so many ways to poison data or manipulate data, to manipulate systems via the data that we have to be extremely careful with that. And this needs us to collaborate in the supply chain because the data supply chain is a very complicated one. And we have in, in that realm of AI systems, not single party products, but multi party products with different pieces from different stakeholders and establishing here trust and uh, reliance in the supply chain is of critical importance. So I couldn't agree more with what Natalia said earlier, establishing trust in the supply chain and having strong and reliable partners here is really important. And then, of course, you have to do the engineering right, yeah? to do the basics right, to understand AI, to have a secure and responsible development process so that you can handle the risks of AI systems proficiently. But this is, uh, from the technical perspective, doable. It needs a lot of discipline, of course, and proficiency, but this is there in the market. And of course, we have then to work with the right partners and to establish the right standards and to inform our partners and uh, customers about the risks and uh, how the systems works and what we mean by trust and what are the dimensions which are important here. Resilience, robustness, fairness, bias, and uh, so people can, by putting that choice and by picking uh, the dimensions they find important and they would like to have more of that, yeah? they rather buy those products then and this will help to develop their ecosystem in a way. So all is, as so often, interrelated. <laughs> But uh, basically, I think with a clear strategy of developing trustworthy systems and working with the right partners, you can do it. 
this is good. It's optimistic. It's, you know, embracing the opportunity. Coming over to yourself, uh, Natalia, you know, we've been talking about the combined power of significant players forming an ecosystem, establishing a new standard of trust. And this is increasingly important as critical infrastructure. It's obviously becoming more digital. And so we have that increased risk of cyber attacks. Do you have any key recommendations for our C-suite listeners about, you know, what to do next? Yeah, I would say digitalization increases the use of software, increases well the connectivity to the internet. And that together poses a risk. And then therefore, the first recommendation is to do what the CEOs are used to do, which is to manage risks. So the first recommendation is manage the cyber security risk. Mm. And that starts with identifying risk. Second, assess the risk. Third, decide how much risk appetite there is what risk can be accepted and which not, and then invest in the, in, the, in the measures that need to be done in order to mitigate and decrease the risk. Mm. Always consider that those measures are not only and not always technology. So they are technology, yes, but they also have to do with the culture, with the way we manage technology, with the responsibility that we need to have in order to manage technology. Mm. So I think that's the recommendation number one, for me, the most important one. The second one is to consider that digitalization is not only a risk, it has huge benefits, huge benefits. So I would like to take a minute to tell you a story. Last week, we had the Siemens Business Conference and a customer was presenting a solution in regards to vertical agriculture. And uh, that company is using data about the condition of the soil, the water, the condition of the plants, and so on and so forth. So they collect thousands of data. And they have managed to reduce the amount of water needed by over 80%. And this is only one of the benefits they have. So You can imagine the power that we have as a society by using these digital solutions. And of course, at the same time, made me reflect on how important it is to keep the integrity of the data. So again, my recommendations is manage the cybersecurity risk and don't miss the opportunities of the digital solutions in the digital world. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I think cutting all the cables, burning down the server room and hiding in the boardroom is not an option. Not that anybody's thinking along those lines, but the opportunity is out there. We need trust, we need security, we need good technology and good ecosystems. Are there any resources that people should be looking for? Very interesting information I will recommend is our experts are also writing blogs into our Ingenuity platform. And the reason I recommend those is because sometimes it's better to understand cybersecurity if this is explained in a way of stories. And this is what we are trying to do and what our experts are trying to do to explain the stories around cybersecurity, the risks and the different solutions that we have. So I strongly recommend for the audience to read those blogs. Fantastic. And we are going to be linking to those in the show notes of the podcast. And coming over to yourself, Christoph, what would your top tips be for our C-suite listeners looking to secure their businesses? AI is is a powerful technology and people should design AI systems in a way that they can support people. 
And uh, this means that the interaction patterns should be perceived as transparent and reliable. And uh, because this is very important for trust. Mm. Transparent, understandable, reliable, and this includes safe and resilient. And the most important message is trust is incredibly hard to establish and may be lost quickly. So we have to take it seriously and don't lose it. Wow, so there you have it. Some real talk there. Thank you so much. Trust is hard to establish, but it can be lost quickly. And we have to take it seriously to embrace the opportunity, the golden opportunity of Digital Trust ASAP. I think this conversation has been really thought provoking and I suspect it's going to inspire some very positive actions from our listeners. So thank you so much to our trusted trust experts, Natalia Oropesa. Thank you. A pleasure being with you today. Thank you. Thank you. And Dr. Christoph Palo. Bye, folks. It really was a pleasure. Listeners, thanks so much for joining us for this fascinating discussion. If you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to tell your friends and share with your colleagues. And feel free to subscribe to the Siemens Advanta podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. See you next time.